Digital marketing is something every small business owner knows they need to use. However, it can be this intimidating black box. If you're trying to figure out how to use this to your advantage and grow, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Tech Tony Podcast. Tony is your licensed Google data engineer, here to help you grow online with tips and tricks close to free that you can do yourself. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Tech Tony Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about something that tends to be overlooked. It's not talked about a lot because a lot of business owners don't know about it. They're not familiar with it. And primarily, we're talking about vanity metrics. Now, vanity metrics, they can be fickle, they can be misleading and appealing for all the wrong reasons. You've probably heard about them and want to know why so many data analysts curse them and just kind of not talk about them. But it's important to know not just what vanity metrics are, but also to understand why this data can be used so effectively or inefficiently, I should say. And in this podcast, I'm really going to go over this and explain what vanity metrics are because they're different from industry to industry and they may not be the same for you, but in some sense, you have vanity metrics. So what are vanity metrics? Vanity metrics are metrics that make you look good to others, but don't help you understand your own performance in a way that informs future strategies. These metrics are exciting to point to if you want to appear to be improving, but they often aren't actionable and they aren't relatable to anything you can control or repeat in a meaningful way. It's important to mention any metric can be a vanity metric. You're really going to have to sit down and figure out what's actionable to you, what's important to your business and your growth, and then what's just fluff and buff when it comes down to your data. Remember, these are hollow metrics that look nice on the surface but hold little substance. So let me give you an example of what a vanity metric can be perceived by with traditional marketing. All right, for example, let's just take the newspaper. A business owner will take an ad out on a newspaper, correct? And when they get the newspaper, they open it up and they see their ad sitting there. That can be considered a vanity metric. It makes that business owner feel good. Oh, I saw my ad. That means other people are seeing my ad. But in hindsight, he just wasted that ad impression, take it for what it is, on himself. He is not his target audience. That can be considered a vanity metric. In my world, a vanity metric could be considered likes or views if they are not impressionable to what we're trying to do. So if a video gets a certain amount of views and you're trying to feel good about it, that could be considered a vanity metric. It makes you feel good, but it's not leading to any actions that need to be taken. In my world, what's really interesting about seeing your own ad, a good Google ads manager will actually make sure their clients don't see their own ads out in the wild. Now, I just redid an ad for a client that's in the real estate world. We actually blocked other realtors from seeing his ad so they don't click on it, waste to click and things like that. That's cleaning up that metric. That's making sure we don't have these random vanity metrics of all these clicks, but they're not going to lead to anything. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with taking pride 
in your earned numbers and nothing wrong with thinking about how your business or department or your company appears online. Now, however, just remember, they rarely have a place with any business or a project, especially if it comes down to the effectiveness of your online digital marketing tactics. When looking at these vanity metrics, remember, skip the nonsense and the context. They can often be misleading and they don't really help you improve in any meaningful way. It can be a great ego boost if millions of people follow your brand, um, Twitter account, or seem interested in your project, but follows don't mean much if the follows don't translate into products and sales. And that at times can be a really, really hard pill to swallow. So basically, there are metrics that look impressive without doing any real work. They are devoid of substance. Now remember, these vanity metrics are different from industry to industry, products, goods, or services, or what you're trying to accomplish. So how do you identify a vanity metric? Well, let me give you three ideas to consider. Primarily gonna wanna pay attention to metrics that are specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, and time-related. So first off, what business decisions can we make with this metric? So like I said, it can be very hard to shift through the data and figure out what actually helps versus what just looks good. If you're unsure, ask yourself this question. Can this metric lead to a course of action or inform a decision? If the answer is no, or I don't know, then you should probably reevaluate it or not pay attention to it. Smart, actionable metrics can help you make a decision. They provide feedback and context for what your business is doing and whether or not it's working. They help you adjust your market strategies to attract customers or tweak a pitch with landing sales within a specific industry. Any data you track and use should help you make your business better. Second question, what can we do to intentionally reproduce the results? So another clue or something you should be trying to do is whether or not you can manage the cause and effect within your data. Most of the time, observing random occurrences isn't helpful and literally rarely ever strikes the same spot twice. Now, sometimes it doesn't also help if you didn't plan for the virality of the effect in the first place, like you just suddenly kind of went viral, 100 sales happens, all these leads come in. Though they happen and they can be good, you really, really gotta niche down on the data and see what did happen. It's gonna be hard if you can't control the variables and repeat the process to reproduce the statistics similar in metric. Then you can't improve in that process. If you can't improve in the process, then you can't improve in the metric and it isn't doing anything to help you. Now this third one is gonna be interesting, especially if your Google Analytics is set up incorrectly. And that is, is the data a real reflection of the truth? For example, I had a client of mine that was using another marketing company to drive traffic to their website. And they had Google Analytics on their website and it was set up right. The client never really actually themselves went in there and paid attention to it. And it's not their fault. They just didn't know what to look for and they just weren't sure. But they knew that this company was producing traffic to the site. So I went in and took a look. At first it was like, okay, we're, we're getting traffic, cool. Well, in Google, you can follow the path of what people are doing on your website. And I was taking a look at it and I was noticing something. A lot of these people, and uh, quote unquote air quoting here, people, were hitting the site at the same exact time, taking very, very, very similar paths, but it wasn't leading to anything. Nothing was happening. No forms were filled, no increase in appointments, no phone calls. While well, I kept digging, I kept watching, I kept paying attention to it, 
and eventually I figured out it was a bot farm. This company was just having someone in India or whatnot with hundreds of these computers just going to this website, all of them taking the same path, you know, trying to be randomized about it, but with enough data, I was seeing a pattern and it just ended up that they were just creating fake traffic. Sadly, this wasn't a vanity metric. This was something that we were purposely trying to increase on the website and get more traffic. But this company was just making the fake traffic. So in a sense, it wasn't more of a vanity metric. It was just more of a lie. But these are the things you really had to pay attention to and question. Sadly, often, especially in some online fields, data can be manipulated or punched up with extra spend. Social media metrics, for example, are fun to look at, but the fact that you can literally pay to increase your numbers and make them unreliable at best. Like honestly, right now, you could probably go spend not even a hundred bucks and get like a couple hundred thousand followers. It's not that hard to do, but the, in the long run, the penalties you receive are not worth it. And yes, Google and Facebook and Instagram, they're gonna figure out and they're gonna penalize you. Especially on Google My Business, you will get your business removed from the search network. And that can cause serious harm to a company, especially a small business. What they end up doing is hurting you. This means the number of followers your brand has is a vanity metric in whole. It's useless. But you would have a great metric if you want to optimize how many followers you have by just buying 50 bucks worth of followers. It's not worth it. Just, just don't do it. Please don't do it. So let's go over some more examples of vanity metrics. And remember, once again, it, it's different from industry to industry, products, goods, or services. This is just an overall look for you to start paying attention to what people are telling you or what your data is saying. Page views is one of those popular ones. And yes, one of the things we gotta do to start measuring any form of metric is to get visitors to your website. So sometimes as a marketer, especially with a brand new, new company, fresh website or fresh rebuilt site, we're gonna to wanna to pay attention to page views to see if it's working. But in the long run, most of the time, it can end up being a vanity metric. Some alternatives that you wanna pay attention to page views are bounce rate, timed on page, sessions, unique users, page per sessions, pages per users per month, organic branded searches, direct search, paid search if you have it as well. All of these can actually be conveniently found in one area in your Google Analytics dashboard and very simply measured and compared against each other day by day, minute by minute. If you're running an e-com store, running total of customers can be considered a vanity metric because it just goes up and up and up and it won't tell you much about how well your business is doing. Some alternatives to this can be spend per order, items per order, percentage of new and returning customers, active subscriptions if applicable, renewal rate, upgrade rate, spend on training per account, and opportunity generated by existing accounts. Forms of these can be found in Shopify, WooCommerce, and Google Analytics as well. Now, in the social media world, social media followers can be a deceiving tactic also. Now, if you guys follow Gary Vee, you know he talks a lot about the vanity metric of followers and how they don't mean much to him. In fact, if you pay attention to his story, he doesn't really BS about it. It's true. Um, he didn't have a lot of followers back in the day. He was known trying for the wine industry. If you don't know, Gary Vee owns his own wine company in California. I think it was his brother or something like that. But he specifically tells people, don't pay attention to your followers. It's one of the hardest things not to pay attention to because it's addictive. So some alternatives that you want to pay attention to is Sessions from social, click-through rate for social media followers, probably not click-through rate for Google ads, engagement per post per follower, 
share of voice compared to the comparison, systematic analysts, and mentions and shares from other VIP followers. Now, if it seems like I stumbled through that portion because I kind of did, I am not much of a social media guy. I will eventually have a social media marker on this podcast. And with that, I want to conclude this podcast and this recording on Vanity Metrics. Of course, as always, if any questions or concerns, hit me up on Twitter at hashtag, I mean, I'm sorry, handle High Tech Tony. And until then, happy marketing. Thank you for listening to the Tech Tony podcast. As always, make sure to like and follow to not miss an episode. And if you want to learn more, make sure to follow Tech Tony on YouTube at Tech Tony, on Twitter at High Tech Tony, or on the Facebook group, Growing Your Small Business with Google. Feel free to ask any of your questions. Till then, happy marketing.